let's jump in this sucker because uh, everybody, welcome in. This is Tighten Up Talk, which is a part of Chat Ten Sports. I'm Trey Wynn, and I'm joined by my guy Chase Green. What up? What up? How everybody doing? I've got a my guy Ballin Ali, our usual guy, is cranking up the workload for the holiday season, so he might be in and out uh, over the next few weeks. But we might have some special guests come in. But Chase, how are you, man? I'm great, dude. I'm great. Uh, I've got. We were just talking. I've got vacation coming up this week, so. Kind of ready to get down to some warmer weather, even though we had some awesome stuff this weekend. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm heading down to Florida Keys, so I'm pretty pumped. Leave Thursday morning, not, 545 flight. So Not a bad way to do it. I wish I was going oh. with you. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you can stuff my, my big body in a, a bag. but Listen, uh, you, you're working out. You're losing some LBs. <laughs> we can make it work. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get down there in the Keys. But, uh, yeah, what a week, man. Um, obviously, the holiday. I hope everyone listening had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you ate yourself into a coma. I actually had um, a couple different meals, but I, I, I was proud of myself. I did not go over the top. Um, I'm sure everyone can say the same, JK. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was funny. One, I, I did want to make one mention of one highlight is for all those who are uh, Southerners like us, um, someone from my wife's family brought Golden Corral rolls to their dinner. And my goodness, like Sister Schubert's are my go-to for all like holiday family meals. Yeah. And Golden Corral just set the bar at a a whole new level. Uh, So in case you guys need to bring something to a dinner party, Golden Corral's got the uh, the rolls on lockdown, so that's big time, man. That is yeah. big time. Wow. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was a fa- it was a fantastic meal, and it was a good good few days to spend with folks. But let's get back into the, the Titans, man. What a weekend! <clears throat> Obviously, won five out of six straight, uh, with the exception of the Panthers game. Yeah, everything seems to be clicking. I want to start this thing off because we've got a little bit of an outline for everyone that listens to us. We go through some some out you know, some questions and some thoughts from our end. Mm-hmm. But Chase, give me a reaction to the the Titans beating the Colts in Indy yesterday. Because man, yeah, I mean, even with Brissett, I still felt like he's established. Now he's not played as well in the second half of the season so far. Right, but they got us the first time. Didn't look great, and it's like, oh man, Colts big brotherness again. Again, doesn't matter who they get at quarterback. Yeah, we beat Brissett last year. Whatever he had to, he had to come in and work as a backup. But now he's a true starter. He's, uh, you know, he's established and he was playing very well at the beginning of the year. Um, whether you have him in fantasy or not, you know, I picked him up and you know it's kind of worked out. But he was the one where I was like, oh man, another game in Indianapolis. We know what happens. When we go up there. We've only won. That was our second win in Indianapolis, right? At the at Lucas Oil. So I believe so. I mean, it's been open for a while, but yeah. So I think that was only our second or third win in Indy, and I was like, "Oh man!" Going into it, to be honest, uh, you know, as as ball fans and as Tennessee, just in general Tennessee fanhood, I was thinking, "Listen, we can't have that good of a Saturday, balls win and Titans win. It just doesn't happen for us." especially in rivalry week against the Colts. And that's that's probably my number one team that I dislike the most personally. Yeah. And I, I just didn't have a great feeling going in. I, I was like, man, we've coming off this run. And, you know, good things just kind of come to an end as far as, you know, good streaks. And I thought yeah, their, their defense is 
solid. It's a very it's similar to ours as far as the the bend but don't break. But just it's nothing fancy. It doesn't have you know crazy stats. But you know they just get the job done. And I was like, man, it might just might not be the best day for us. But wow, big shocker in the second half. Didn't like I saw you tweeted out. Not the best second half, not even close to good in the first half. But the oh, second, it was awful. The, the second half, just a total game changer. Henry is a pay-me-now kind of guy. I, I want this guy back. I know he's not shifty and whatnot, and I know that's his biggest knock. People tell him all the time, it's like, oh, well, he's not the shifty, can't break you down in the backfield type of guy. Well, who cares? He's getting 164 yards a game, you know? Yeah, it's why, unreal. Why are we Why are we going to stop this guy now? And I was very, very happy to see Tannehill does just enough every time, makes good throws. He's not turning the ball over a crazy amount. Didn't love the line play, but did enough. Did enough. We beat the Colts, made plays in the perfect spots. Makes you so happy to beat the Colts in Indy. Great way to end Thanksgiving weekend. Absolutely. In the in first half, I'm thinking – and a lot of fans on this and folks were talking about negativity today and the same old Titans was a hot word over the weekend. But Oh, yeah. That first half was was very much same old Titans. First mm-hmm. play was a fumble from Henry, which, you know, that's the fourth time this year, I believe it is, for him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I think, like, like you said, for him <clears throat> to be able to carry the offense like he did, uh, even in the second half, I mean, when you're averaging well over, I think, roughly 145 yards a game in the last three games. Yep. Um, I, I'm 100% okay, and, and and the more time that goes on, the number kind of continues to get higher. But obviously, I think uh, today I was doing some some research as far as what the market value is for Derrick Henry, and uh, Spotrack.com has him. The market value for him is at 11.4 million dollars a year. Ooh. I think it's over the course of three to four years. But yeah, uh, it'll be one of those things that I'm. Like I said, the, the the more time that goes on, the higher that number goes for me where I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I tweeted this out today, too, and I'm getting into the habit of tweeting out my thoughts before we record what to pretty to stop doing <laughs> that. But, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm growing more and more okay with the idea of them just giving him that money for the sake of him doing what he's done and us actually having a a, you know, consistent piece. And obviously, like you said, too, Tannehill comes in. Um, he doesn't – he did enough yesterday – um, he did that last touchdown to, you know, Khalif Raymond was one of those. It was just the nail in the coffin. I, I love the Beautiful call. The, the, the first half team compared to the second half team for the Titans, it was just almost nine day. Um, yeah. It literally was even, I don't know if it was good to great, but it was very terrible to great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a shock to me because I was sitting at the house and my wife was just like, I'm sorry. It was like that same routine of sweetie. I'm sorry. Your team lost. It's just like, <laughs> here we are halftime. And I'm just like, come on. And she can Dead get that God. feel. And all of a sudden yeah. everything's, everything shifts. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, speaking of contracts, I mean, Right now, Tannehill and, and Henry, I'm 100% on board for them to be uh, the future. If that's the next two to three years, I'm fine for Tannehill yeah. to be that bridge guy, maybe get a quarterback if he can in the draft. Um, but how much are you willing to pay Derrick Henry? What's that, that magic number for you? Okay, so the only thing, and I hate to say, like, using other people as examples really sucks because – but it, it's it's just a trend. So I, you get nervous paying running backs in their second contract nowadays because you can get so many guys, especially at the running back position. It looks I feel like everybody that comes out of college that get 
that gets drafted is very sufficient for a lot cheaper. I mean, how many third round guys, second round guys, fourth round guys, whatever, come out and make an impact? You you look at, we'll go even go back to over to Chase Edmonds. I know he's been injured, but he has a 150 yard game for Arizona, one of the you know lower to middle of the pack offensive lines. So you always worry about can you pay this guy? Can you pay this guy? But I don't think in those systems, the way that, especially the way we are operating right now, it's hard for the Titans to say if we get some other scat back three, you know, three more three ish down guy, mm-hmm. he's going to work the same. And I just I think Henry's so valuable to this Tennessee team that you have to pay the guy. No, yeah. he's, he's not the big time pass catcher, but the way Vrabel and Arthur Smith are working the offense now, I think you have to because he's so valuable and what he does for us, the way the offensive line works. I just think that it's just such a different scenario and different situation than most running backs in the league right now. Right. That, you know, you're not going to find a Derrick Henry elsewhere. Cause he, I, I know you tweeted out earlier that he had what every time he, Gets over twenty carries. The Titans are yeah. their record, but they're twelve and one now. Twelve and twelve and one. Yeah, I mean it's it speaks for itself. But that was something I think uh, one of the announcers said during the game at the time. It was eleven and one when he has more than twenty carries, and we've said it since. I mean, I think we started chatting sports. Obviously, the guy is a volume back. Yep. Um, the more the merrier. But the offensive line, like we said, like first half was awful. Second half was incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's one of those things that if he's getting that many touches and, and yesterday with 149 yards, one touchdown on the ground, and I think he had one through the air. Uh, I think he did. Um, might be wrong. Maybe it was just a single touchdown. But, yeah, I mean, the guy's too valuable in my opinion. But continue on it. I don't want to steal your no, thunder. No, 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 you're good. I was just saying that it's it's just that scenario that he just wears you down. He pounds it, pounds it. And, yeah, you're going to get – the negative yard plays just because he doesn't have that elite burst of speed right off the bat. But when he, if he's able to make that first cut, it's, it's terrifying. Like it's terrifying for defenders because then you're putting linebackers in trying to catch him and you're putting safeties having to hit him straight on and nobody does it. You can just watch guys try to hit him like in the hip or in the side, and they, they dodge away because that's – what is he, two, 225, 230, something like that? No, he's, he's 240. 240, I mean, 240, he 240 sorry. 247, 247. He's almost 250. 247, that's right. And then he's – but he's at 6'3", 6'4", whatever they list him at now. But, I mean, just just a freak, man. And he's yeah. high – I mean, he is elite straight level, straight line speed. And that's what terrifies people. And I'm with you, man. I just – I think that – he just wears you down when you get him carries. And we've talked about it multiple times for multiple years now that when he gets 20 plus carries, it's a scary thing to have, man. And I just look forward to it. I hope he, I hope he resigns. I really do. Oh, for sure. And what, I know he'll probably test the market, but it's one of those things that yesterday you saw defensive backs and we've seen it all, all year. Defensive backs trying to tackle him are, are making decisions, you know, as far as business yeah. decisions, as far as business if they want to jump in front of that train. But I mean, that's, that's the, you know, you, you saw it throughout the game yesterday. I mean, they're at one point their defense or our, the Titans defense shut the Colts down to the point that Jacoby Brissett looked like a, a completely different quarterback. Yeah. Uh, obviously they had to pick was very skittish. I'm, I'm not sure what shifted there, but for the defense, the Colts defense, they wore down. 
And that's why that's that's the the scheme, um, you know, that that Henry provides for you, or I guess that tool in, in the in the toolbox, if you will, that you can do that to the, to, to the opposing defenses. Yeah. But something that happened yesterday, uh, you know, as the day went on, I'm sorry, last week against the Jaguars, we saw a lot of those rollouts working for for Tannehill. Yeah. Um, and they've tried it all year, and it worked. It did not work with Marcus. I think they tried it in the early days of of Tannehill once he took over. But but last week it clicked, and then later in that game they pulled that out, and it was one of those things again. Just you can tell Arthur Smith is getting more comfortable with his play calling, but also in scheming against these defenses. So that was something that I saw was just like, okay. I mean, it, it's yeah. you know, kind of those the the you're calling your punches, you know, you want to hit him with the one, two, you know, front and jab and all that kind of stuff and throw a hook in there. Yeah. Um, but Art Smith was, was making a, a, a day yesterday, which was a lot of fun to watch, but yeah. Um, how, how do you feel like, I mean, do you think it was just that, that Tannehill shift that just kind of worked for Arthur Smith or was it, do you think it's, it's also a combination of just him getting more comfortable with who he's got now? Well, I mean, I really don't want like I don't want to sound like the guy who always hounds on Marcus Mariota, but I I, I respect yeah. the guy, I love the guy, Good fantastic dude. guy, yeah. I mean, but as far as what he was trying to do, I think Arthur Smith was trying to cater to his strengths as far as what they were able to do under Malarkey in that first year last year. Obviously, it wasn't statistically the best year for Marcus, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm of the belief now, just to be a hundred percent honest, that Marcus was holding back the offense for the first what six weeks. Six, yeah, um, six. And now it makes me wonder what could have been. Where where would the Titans be right now had Tannehill started <clears throat> earlier? And of course, mm-hmm. the controversy of the front office wanting Marcus, obviously for his last ditch effort. We've we've all talked about it, which makes sense. But the coaching staff wanted to run with Tannehill. That's the rumor. That's not being confirmed by anybody yet, from what I've mm-hmm. seen. But and it um, may never it may never get confirmed. Yeah, but. and that's my thing. Like I'm at the point now. I hope the best for Marcus. I hope he moves on, has has success, but it's not going to be here. It's unfortunate. Yeah, you can kind of tell now, like with the fan base, it's been a very divisive topic. And I, I don't like. It's yeah. funny how we always come come, come to this point now, <laughs> where Marcus Moore is, is a topic. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's people are becoming more, uh, or I guess, less tense and uh, less divisive when it's all about hey, we are, we're now a different team because the last six weeks have been a completely different. Uh, team on the field but yeah. but yeah I think um for Art Smith I mean to have the guy that can get the ball out quick make those passes and tight windows uh move on his feet obviously he's been very athletic but but yeah that's that's kind of my take on that yeah uh, with Tannehill was it was it you that retweeted I saw a couple of people retweet this on the Titans fanhood since I've started to follow but <laughs> the Dolphins fans have to be so mad to see that what were we nineteenth in red zone efficiency through the first six weeks? And yeah. since, since Tannehill started, we're first in the league, and, and it's like, wow, these Titans are really doing it, really figuring it out. And Tannehill, not he is not earth shattering talent as right. far as far as in, in comparison to the NFL. Yes, if he were to come out here and throw with us, he'd break my hands. He would be <laughs> the most amazing athlete I've ever seen. And I get it, but I mean, just in comparison, you know, when you watch Patrick Mahomes and things like that, you you know, he's not upper upper echelon. But man, just maybe it always is that sports thing where when you get a second chance, sitting behind a guy and you're 
you're probably thinking, let's be realistic. It's not, this is nothing, once again, it's nothing against Marcus, but you're like, I can do better in this system. There's right. not that big of a difference because we all thought, you know, as far as, I don't know how you want to put it as far as a talent and a perspective in the quarterback situation, it was 60, 40 Marcus because you're like, well, Tannehill could win the job in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened. And here we are now. And the Titans are in a boat where they're really looking down as far as a, a playoff path. And we got the perfect scenario as far as playing the Texans twice at the end of the year. And I think Ten Hill's got some – I don't love the defenses we're playing against right? as far as the rest of the year. So I think he's got an opportunity to just keep doing – just enough. I mean, what he, he only had 186, 82 yards passing this week, two touchdowns, 17 to 22. Just effective. Just effective. Yeah. That's, all he, that's all he has to be. And that's, I, I know a lot of folks want to have that big, sexy passing offense like Mahomes and Rodgers. Yeah. And I'm completely okay with this team being a run, run first team. Yeah. Like you've obviously have the pieces in place. The offensive line has improved, although that first half against the Colts was pretty ugly. Ugly. Um, it's kind of just embrace what you are and, and, and let it be. Now, obviously, if they go out and draft and somehow they get some high-profile quarterback, if Burrow happens to miraculously fall and they've traded up or whatever that could be, I mean, Broadway I get the shit. Yeah, baby. It's all <sighs> a dream that we all want to have, but it's, it's you know, I feel bad for him having to go to the Bengals, to be honest. I know. Um but something I, I, I know a lot of folks are talking about right now, and it's been a steady kind of uh, growing concern. But obviously yesterday, Dory Jackson went out. Uh, Malcolm Butler has a broken wrist. And the, de- the defense has kind of changed, I wouldn't say substantially, but they're obviously allowing more points per game. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was 17. Jaguars, they allowed seven, uh, 20 against the Chiefs. Obviously, 32 points is pretty good to hold them to that. Um, but are you getting concerned, you know, as far as the amount of injuries in the, in the secondary, but are you also getting concerned and have you, do you lose any trust in what the defense kind of where they've become? Yeah, I think naturally you have to, um, because I know we were, I've, I've talked about this actually with multiple people in the last couple of weeks since losing Butler. I know Butler has given up plays. I get it. And it's a lot of, just like everything else in sports, your bad play for the first six weeks you got signed for that contract is going to carry over forever as long as you stay. It's like you're always going to have a little bit of a negative connotation about him. But he played very well the second half of the last year. He's played, mm-hmm. he's, but he's also given up some big plays. But 90% of the time, he's a really good cornerback. And when you lost him, you're like, okay, we'll, we'll step up. Sim steps in. We still have a door. We still have Logan Ryan who I think Logan Ryan is still graded out as one of the top, cor- especially slot corners in the league, mm-hmm. uh, playing fantastic, out of his mind. And I, I would love to have him back. Um, but losing Butler really hurts because he is a guy that can – no, he's not Champ Bailey. He's not those kind of guys. But he is a very good cover corner to cover number ones, and he's he's a pest, and he'll, he'll get after you. And, yeah, he's going to give up a few big plays here and there, and that sucks. But – it's definitely not what he was the first half of last. So now you're playing cream or shout out Chattanooga. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's tough whenever you're getting down to, 
I think he's what probably our like yeah start of the year fifth string corner. Yeah, I mean, looking at the depth chart right now, it's <clears throat> like you mentioned Lashawn Sims, who I think still want to boot, and I think today Vrabel was pretty reluctant to give any information on his injury or uh, Adoree Jackson's. I think it was Adoree's knee. There was some talk yeah. about his ankle as well, but yeah, Kareem Moore. Um, when you're looking at Logan Ryan, you're counting Malcolm Butler, Josh Kalou, uh, obviously Adorian LaShawn, even Ty Smith. I mean, yeah, you're looking at the maybe fifth, sixth guy, um, yeah. depending on who you're talking about in that conversation. But my thing, I mean, there was a guy that got released by the, the Cardinals today, and there's <coughs> a lot of attention because it is a big concern. Um, I think for a lot of fans everywhere, just to try and maintain what the Titans are doing right now. Um, the good news is, I mean, outside of that, there have not been any other substantial injuries. And there's a lot of guys on the IR right now. Um, yep. And obviously Cam Wake and, uh, you know, Delaney Walker. Darren Bates actually was in a sling yesterday after the game. So I'm, I'm wondering what he's, you know, he's obviously a very valuable def- uh uh, linebacker who's also a special teams guy, but but yeah, I mean, there's something that I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just uh, you know offenses are kind of figuring out how to attack the defense on that piece is in his second year and kind of accustomed to what he's calling and with you know what the tools he has right now. Um, I love what Kamale Correa has been doing the last couple of weeks. He's had a, you know, a couple played of, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's been I think last week against the Jacks had two maybe three tackles for a loss and yesterday he kind of kept that energy going harold landry yep. has nine sacks um i think you know in interior wise obviously Jarrell casey's kind of been missing a little bit he had a sack yesterday yep. he kind of fell into but i'm still wanting to see if we had that first six weeks defense and the and the, the latter six weeks offense that's the kind what of could be yeah that's the kind of team where i'm just like all right we're getting high at the right time. I just don't want to let any, you know, cracks in, in, in the in the dam lead to bigger issues and anything like that. But but obviously, yeah, it is a it is noteworthy that yesterday the Colts' receiving core was basically down to their <clears throat> third third or fourth string guys. Same with our defense. Yeah. So I'm I'm concerned uh, that that will be in the crosshairs for a coach like John Gruden to go after this week, uh, as the, as the boys head out to the West coast. And we all know they don't really ever, you know, they don't ever perform well on the West coast. So no, they don't. And what, what makes you even more nervous is if Oakland already isn't enough of a crazy town, as far as their home field advantage is legit. Yeah. Always have always will be. And you know, they've only got, I think they only have two or three more games left in Oakland. So, they're going to be ready to roll, man. Yeah. Ready to roll. And they getting just absolutely beat down by the Chiefs this week, too, is not a good look. And they'll probably want some redemption. But, man, no, I think this is – it's us. It's Titans and Jacksonville. And then that's the that's the last one in, in Oakland ever. Yeah. So they're going to be ready to roll. And we're, we're I, guess, I guess the Titans are their last big, big opponent. I mean, Jacksonville's Jacksonville, but whatever. Yeah. So they have to win this game to get in the playoffs, and they have to beat the Titans to even have a shot. So, you know, there should be a ruckus crowd. Uh, like you said, we're, we're down to the nitty-gritty as far as uh, the corners being set. And Bravel and Pease have some tough stuff to work out. And I think our front seven's been very solid. Not great, but Jeffrey Simmons has made an impact at the the play that uh, you keep seeing getting retweeted as him crushing Quentin Nelson. 
You know, that was like that's a oh feather my in the gosh. cap right there. I mean, that's it is a feather in the cap, but that's a that's a one to look out for years to come down the line. This is going to be a matchup you're going to see for a long time, especially if Simmons works out the way we hope he does here in Tennessee. And um, but I wanted to ask as far as as far as Harold Landry goes, mm-hmm. do you think do you think where we got him? Do you think that was a steal? I saw that, like, maybe always hear the Titans got the steal in the draft with this. Do you think that was a steal, or do you think he has been just pretty solid? Pretty solid and just a good pick where he was. Hmm. That's a – I think it's kind of a combination of both because given – I know he fell in the draft. Obviously, if my memory serves me correctly, they moved back up for him. And they got him in in the first half, what, of the second? Um, Yeah. I think he's kind of coming into his own because even against – I mean, the teams that you look at who they've faced and and their left tackles, uh, Costanzo this last week, I think he was matching up with him. Uh, Last week, Cam Robinson, who's out of Alabama. He's been solid for the Jacks. I think he's been injured from time to time. Eric Fisher for the Chiefs. I mean, you can go up the list as far as the schedule and kind of see who he's facing. He's not going against pushover guys. I know they're not. They're not the Lawans and Beluga, you know, um, or I'm sorry, Bakhtiari from the Packers type Pro Bowl level guys. But I mean, I think he's very good. He's sneaking into nine, almost 10. He's, he'll, he'll probably have 10 sacks plus this year, obviously, for the next four weeks. Hopefully, he gets a couple more. But yeah, it's hard to say, though. I mean, it's hard to say 100% that he's. Because I, I get what you're saying as far as was it a steal as far as. Just the draft, or is he living up to the hype of that steel pick? Yeah, right? it's tough. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. I, I don't know if I don't know if steel's there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I just actually I just saw that a lot this week. Uh, after he, he made some, he made a couple of good tackles, and it's like, man, I I I like the guy, I really do. And he, I saw. I mean, I know this is practice video, and everybody's a freak. But to watch somebody that size get off the ball that fast, it's just sickening. Because he's—I mean—he's a very, very great athlete. So I—I I, I do, and it's—I think a part—I think part of it is you know growing up, we, you and I have raved and loved the Titans because of the era we grew up watching them in, mm-hmm. watching the cur- watching the Kershes, and I think that's always been one of those that we want that pass rusher ever since Javon Kersh has left, has left. So. I, I just love to see somebody doing really well as a pass rusher on the edge. Cause you know, we had, we had that year with, with the rack and Morgan and all that crew, they did really well. They did really well for that one year. And then we lost all that right. real quick in a hurry. Yeah. So I, I, I'm waiting to see, I think right now he's a, he's a very, very good value pick, but steals tough. And I just saw that tweeted out probably by four or five different people. On on Sunday, and I was like, hmm, you know, that's a that's a that's a. I don't know if he's there yet. I don't know if he's like steal of the draft kind of guy yet, because you know when you throw that claim out, that's big time. It's big time claim. So I think too. I mean, the more time he has with Vrabel, obviously, I think Vrabel's done a lot of work with guys like Jalen Brown. You know, mm-hmm. Daquan Jones has kind of turned a corner this year and played really well. I think really well. Yeah, I mean, the, the more time that Landry can get and just the reps, obviously. I, I, 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that you're that you're not pleased with what he's done this year. I mean, obviously, no nine sacks, but I, I understand there is a standard. It's the same thing with Corey Davis because it's like yesterday. It's kind of awkward to watch a guy like Khalif Raymond to get a touchdown <laughs> yeah. against the Colts, and Corey Davis is almost just the notorious downfield running, you know, run blocking wide receiver, and you picked him fifth overall. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's kind of one of those awkward things, and you know, it's. I'm hoping by the time that that the the, the potential fifth year option or whatever comes for Landry that that's a confident you know yes you extend the guy and if he can continue the success success he's having, but uh, that was one thing I, I just thought about yesterday. I was like, what are they going to do with Corey Davis? Um, yeah, because I know you text you texted me AJ Brown number one wide receiver and it's it's just so true. Corey Davis only had two targets yesterday. Yeah. That's tough, it may, well, man. It's, it's one of those things. I know when they picked A.J. Brown, the big conversation was, will he eventually become a wide receiver one? And I swear, I mean, I wrote – I think I wrote a, an article or a, a you know, post on chat10sports.com, and it was ripped to pieces because I insinuated the fact that Corey Davis was on the hot seat and A.J. Brown has the talent to be that first guy. And it's like – I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's leading, in, he's leading in receiving yards. Obviously, it's been – it's been an interesting year with the quarterback change, but it's one of those things that AJ Brown I think he, has has made plays down the field that you you want Corey Davis to be. Uh, be exactly, and and I, we we both have talked about it. it's we we get it when you look at Corey Davis physically, you're like number one wide receiver potential, great straight line burst, has times where he looks like a really solid route runner. He's big, he's fast, he's got it all. But then you watch AJ, and I told you, like when we were sitting in the stands, he's way faster in person because I don't know, I don't know if it's just the way the TV looks. He doesn't look like he's making these super quick moves. But when I saw him in person, I was like, oh, I get it, yeah. I get it now. He, he's so quick. He, I mean, every movement's very, very fluid, and I, I, I look forward to seeing what he's going to become. But I'm with you. It was a little awkward yesterday seeing Khalif Raymond get the get the love. And I know AJ was part of that. He, you know, did the little funny interview thing. But you know, I don't know they got, those guys are boys. But it's it's tough to watch and see because I really really had high hopes for Corey Davis. Yeah. Here, so, and I know sad. obviously we've talked about contracts. You know, since hell, I mean, talked about De- uh, Derek Henry and Tannehill. Um, it'll be really intriguing to see how John Robinson's how he shakes it all down and what what happens and who sticks around and who gets re-signed and who walks. So Corey Davis will be yeah. a guy going into 2020 that I'm, I'm going to be keeping the eye on. I'm sure a lot of folks will be too, but let's move mm-hmm. to um, obviously the, the newly found, the most fun thing I've found on the internet in the last three <laughs> weeks uh, is the New York times playoff machine. Um, you can basically find any team play out there the last four games of the season and, you know, essentially see what the percentage chance is uh, for these teams to get in the playoffs. And currently after the Titans have beat the Colts, I, I, I don't think myself and a lot of fans understand how big of a game yesterday was for the Titans. Um, Huge. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, you lose, you're basically out because right now, I had the Titans pulled up. Let me pull up the Colts and see what their percentage chance is. Uh, right now, they have a ten percent chance of making 
the playoffs. After the loss yesterday to the Titans, the Titans right now, after winning yesterday, have a 37% chance um, at making uh, the playoffs. Now, you know, the simulations that you can run through this thing, if the Titans win basically both non-division games, um, Mm -hmm. they're at a 70% chance, 69, 70% chance. If you throw one of those divisional round games in against the Texans, or excuse me, division games, not division round, I'm thinking playoffs, it goes up to 88%, and if they win out, they're obviously 100% in or less than 99 with a 92% chance at hosting a wild card. If you are, that's crazy to think about. If you're to lose one of the division games, it drops to 75 or excuse me, 72% um, with a 60% chance at hosting a wild card game. Obviously, if we're going to lose one of the last four games, you want it to be the Raiders or the Saints with the least amount of impact. But if they, if they're going to lose two games, it drops substantially. So we have to yeah. kind of get our ducks in a row. Um, but like we talked about, I mean, West Coast, I, I did want to ask this to you too. It's been a big, big topic of conversation. But not not playing well on the West Coast. They're obviously better in, in games that they're not favored in and so on and so forth. And are, I want to ask you straight up, are these the same old Titans where they're going to shit the bed, seize my French, uh, whenever it matters the most? It's really hard to say no. I, I mean, because going out on the West Coast, we're on this win streak. How Titans is it to go out and lose to a not – if you watch the Raiders this week, they're not good. <laughs> they're not very good. And I get it. In Oakland, it's a whole different story. But how Titans would it be to be a much better team at, at the time and go up and lose to Oakland and then wind up beating – the Saints, and then winning one of the Texans games. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would just because of the way the same old Titans are. I would not be shocked if the only if we we go three and one, and our one loss is at Oakland. <laughs> but I mean, it's just the same old Titans. And I hate to say it, but prove me wrong. And I guess yes, it was nice. And they proved me. They proved us wrong this week as far as being the same old Titans and going up and beating Indy convincingly making the right plays all the big place, the right time. Yeah. So hopefully that this team can roll up into Oakland and figure it out and beat a far inferior team. Yeah. Do you, do you think this will be the same old Titans? I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. And right now I am having to get used to being confident in the team. Yeah. Cause even mm-hmm. yesterday at halftime against the Colts, I was still, I believed that they were going to go in and win the game. Obviously, with the amount of injuries, Ebron's out, you know, T.Y. Hilton is out, Marlon Mack was out. I'm like, surely, surely we can do this. I was thinking it would be yeah. more Titans, obviously, um, in that game than it is the Raiders game just to go and, and with the amount of injuries, lose that game on, on the road. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not thinking that way as far as them kind of going Titans and losing this game this week. Because right now, if you look at the last three games, um, they squeaked out a a win against the Bengals, 17-10. That was at home. Uh, Against the Jets, they got blown out 34-3. And then obviously yesterday, they got blown out by the Chiefs, 40-9. So if you watch that game, I'm sure a lot of folks have seen the highlights. It was terrible. 
Um, can I can I drop a real crazy stat? Yeah. That so I heard I was you know me and you have become cowherd more more so cowherd fans than we already were. Mm-hmm. I, it's just nice, something nice to listen to. I, I come home during lunch and I watch a little cowherd. It's just nice to have with my little little tacos today. Yeah. Um, so uh, I roll up and he he said since so if you're if you watch the previous Oakland Kansas City game, Oakland came out. On, and was just dominating like the first quarter, I think, of the game. And they were up 10 nothing. Since that point, Kansas City has outscored them 68-9 to nine in seven quarters. Yeah. That's crazy. Ugh. Ugh. I'm so glad that's not like – you're not talking about the Beat Titans. Down. In that situation. Yeah. Beat down, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's so. it's it's bad. It's, I still – I'm not going to sleep on John Gruden. I don't care who's the quarterback. No. I know yesterday there was a, a tweet I saw today where it had Derek Carr dropping back, and he's just skittish all over the place, and Josh Jacobs kind of squeaks out of the backfield and gets wide open in the flat. He probably had, a, I mean, at least 15 to 20 yards ahead of him. And uh, yeah. Carr just takes the sack. It's one of those things that obviously <laughs> – they, I don't know. I know they've ex- they've already extended him, and they're paying him a ton of money. But I think with the way, I, I think this team's buying into Vrabel, and I think a lot of fans are still reluctant to buy into these coaches after talking so badly about them for so long. Um, Very much so. And I know Bowen and I have talked about it in the past, as far as you know, fire this guy, fire that guy, and and Bowen and I didn't get into it, but we just kind of had like the. The, the reality check of saying we had a, a, stereo, a, a hypothetical of if you're to fire someone, who do you fire on the offensive? This is probably a month ago after uh, the quarterback changed and it was still kind of struggling. Um, yeah. My thing is, and this is the team that obviously is good to great and they believe what they're capable of doing. When you have a new offensive coordinator and, and a second-year head coach, Firing a coach is going to sink the ship. It's like setting off a bomb in the middle of the Titanic. It's just going to blow a hole in it. It's going to sink. Um, a lot of times, I think time is, you know, NFL players' friends and coaches' friends just to give them more time, especially with a quarterback change. Um, yeah. It's been evident, but it's one of those things like, I'm becoming more and more of a Vrabel believer and an Art Smith believer because, again, five out of six is great. You know, th- over 30 points per game in the last six weeks almost, except for that Panthers game, yeah. which, again, not enough touches for Derrick Henry in that game when we lost it. The formula is yep. there. The, the, the winning formula is there, and I'm ready to see them kind of dominate a team from, from start to finish. Um, you know, as as time goes on, it'll be it'll be really intriguing to see. Um, I did want to look at some other, you know, kind of the playoff picture. And for those that are listening, who you need to be rooting for this Sunday as as week fourteen begins, because we're getting down to the the part of the year. I love this time of year. Obviously, college football. Yep. You know, all the bowl games are going to get scheduled this weekend, um, and now it's all about who's making what seed and what the wild card picture looks like. And then what we're looking like as far as, um, you know, who you should be rooting for. So took some time today and put a tweet out just as far as breaking it down on um, some people like it. Some people were saying I tried too hard as far as I, I liked the, it. I, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you are an actual fan, you're like, Oh, this is what I need to look at this last, these last couple of weeks. You know, I liked it. Go ahead. I appreciate it because someone just tweeted in and was as we're recording this. It's kind of you know, 
throwing what's some their, shit. What's their tag? What's their tag? Oh, we won't give him the, the stage. Uh, he's a, he's a, don't want to give. Yeah. Well, you can suck it, whoever you are, anonymous <laughs> at fan. Yeah. Um, but obviously, let's let's look at the lineup right now because the first overall seed is is the Baltimore Ravens. As a non, as a the part of the what do you want to say, the non Titans fan in me, you got to look at that team and just realize they are top tier. I, they're obviously yeah. the best in the AFC. I think they're the best in the NFL. Um, but for the AFC, we won't talk about the NFC since we're not an NF, NFC team uh, podcast. But right now, it's first Ravens, Patriots second, third is looking at the Texans, the Chiefs are in fourth. Fifth is the Bills, and then Steelers are in the sixth spot, which they're seven and five, just like the Tennessee Titans. Um, and looking at it right now, obviously, we want the Titans over the Raiders. We need yep. the Texans to lose, obviously, to get us tied with them for first place. They're taking on the Broncos, which they've got Drew Locke had his first win yesterday. Um, I didn't see it. Maybe you can help me out, Chase. Someone was saying that he had to learn the NFL rules, something about pass interference. I don't. Do you know anything about that? Uh, uh, okay, I just – I saw his touchdown throw to to, to Sutton uh, – or, I'm sorry, Cortland Sutton is a – I'm thinking of yeah. Vols. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I got that right. I'm sorry for anybody who's – Yeah, Cortland Sutton, yeah. Yeah, he got he that got touchdown pass from him. Um, I wouldn't sleep on the Broncos. They're not a fantastic team, but obviously they've got some pieces in place to do it. Um, yeah, Cardinals take on the Steelers, which you need the Steelers to lose in a bad way because if you look at their their final four, it's not. I wouldn't say it's as hard as the Titans, but they do have to play the Bills and the Ravens, two playoff caliber teams. Um, hoping the best for them. And how in the world is what is his name Duck D- Devlin? What's his name Hodges? Yeah, Devlin Devlin Hodges <laughs> third. Legit, I heard today. I didn't think about it. Since they traded Dobbs, he was their four-string guy. He was on a practice squad, basically, coming into the year. And since they traded Josh Dobbs away, he's legit like a four-string quarterback. <laughs> and they're still like – That's a lot to think about. They're, they're like, they're like the, the Minshew mania, almost not going to that level of it, but they have, I've seen graphics of him with ducks all around him, and it's like, all right, let's just – Yes. When Big Ben comes back, he'll probably be selling insurance somewhere. Just to be real yeah. about it, but uh, uh, last couple games here, Ravens take on the Bills, and we need the Ravens to beat the Bills for the sake of uh, obviously wild card and what that could mean. The Bills have a very difficult final month as well, very um, much so. And so it's it's going to be one of those that's going to come down to the wire. And the last game, obviously, is we want the Patriots over the Chiefs just to try and help with some seeding. Uh, maybe they can yep. bump down or, or wild card. Who knows? Whatever happens there. But, um, but my biggest thing right now is is looking through. Uh, it's funny. I was listening to Clay Travis a couple weeks ago, and he was saying it's it's kind of idiotic to think that you can quote control your own destiny. But right now, the Titans do control the last month of their schedule, and if they can go out and win, they're basically yeah. in and hosting a wild card game at Nissan Stadium. So. Wanted to throw That's that out there. So crazy to think about. That, I mean, like when you when you look back at if you're <clears throat> if you're you and I sitting there watching the Broncos game, and you're like, "Hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna win five out of six and control our destiny in the last four. Mm-hmm. I would I would laugh right. At you. I would have legit laughed at you. So yeah, just a just a thought. It's, I mean, just look back if you're a Titans fan. Look back where you were. 
watching that miserable game. Well, one thing, miserable game. One thing I, I mean, I've just kind of looked at the schedule. I think a lot of teams are sleeping on the Titans because you look at that first month, huge blowout went over the Browns, lost by two to the Colts at home. A abysmal yeah. game. We could not get it off the ground in Jacksonville. Lost twenty to seven. Got the Falcons, and then obviously the Bills are nine and three now. Lost to them by a <clears> touchdown <throat> after losing four field goals, and then all of a sudden the change happens and we start rolling. <coughs> That's almost not a blessing in disguise. I won't say that, but it does help. You know, for those teams yeah, like the Saints or the Texans, maybe coming into town and thinking. You know, yes, Derrick Henry's good, but they're kind of a one-dimensional team, and then we can get you know, kind of get one over on him, if you will. And I'm really hoping, yeah. like we've talked about, the defense kind of gets back into character because yesterday, that second half, that defense was a different team. Um, yeah, it was. And it's kind of nice to have a team that's a second-half team for a change because, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, how many times have we watched these games and the Titans play bad in the first half, they're going to play bad in the second half. And it was just different to see a change in a story in a storyline, like a typical Titan storyline. We come out and play good in the second half, you know? Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's different. Yeah. Loved it. They bounced back for sure. And I mean, I know a lot of people were talking as far as, um, you know, just, I know Paul Kaharski was one guy saying, you know, until they beat the, until they beat him, you know, I'm not going to believe it. Uh, And I get it. And yeah, I mean, some people say he's a hater, but it's at the same time, it's very much a realistic logical look at it. <laughs> yeah, you may not the like, like the way he portrays it and says it with his vocal tonality, but it's it's the truth a lot of times, man. Uh, I I was the same way until we until you beat the Colts in Indy. I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. It'll be fun a fun finish. Um any other things that you wanted to hit on before we wrap this thing up? Oh, uh, man. I I wanted to ask how hard do you think it is? Okay. Because the Titans play, lack of a better term, a boring brand of football. Mm -hmm. It's ground and pound with a – because Derrick Henry, yes, he has big runs, and that's that's a lot of – it's so much fun to watch. How awesome was it when you and I were sitting in the stands in the Jacksonville game, you go, really hope he breaks off a big run here for a touchdown. How awesome would that be? Mm -hmm. And then it actually happened. Right. It was was so exciting. But he's not the, you know, uh, those – that Chris Berman, whoop, yeah, you know, jerk and Turk kind of guy. Like he doesn't do that. He has one cut straight up the hole. You know, sixty-five yard. Those are those are our big plays. We don't. You know, the Cleve Freeman was a beautiful touchdown this week. Stuff like that, but just not a big, exciting team. How tough do you think it is for people, and especially the coaching staff, to just be like, we're going to buy in, and we're going to play our brand of football and not stray away. And I think that's the only thing that holds this Titans team back sometimes. Do you think that's a, a thought process? Like, let's just play our brand, we do our style, and we'll win football games. Do you think they have a struggle holding on to that sometimes? I think they have. I would say, like, for the last year. <clears throat> I mean, it's – yeah. It, they've, they've tried to keep the same thing as far as malarkey, <clears throat> but this is death – what do they say? Death by attrition? Is that even a thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like that slow drop of water on someone's forehead until their their head <laughs> gives way. You know, it's just it's that slow and steady pace of uh, just you know got to pound the rock. And I mean, I I get it. Like that's again, it's not this big sexy fireworks display, but 
Um, like we saw, like, like you mentioned, being at Nissan for that Jaguars game, that crowd was electric, and we didn't have electric. The, I mean, there was that one. Uh, it wasn't a fifty-yard in the air pass to it, you know, to AJ Brown, but he made plays. Henry made plays, and it just shows you that they can do it. Um, yeah, but I'm sure for the players, I mean. I know, look, you know, when Lawan first came into the league, he always told Wisnot, run to the left. Just get behind yes. me and let's go, you know. I like that type of attitude, but I'm sure – I know he's he's kind of kept his mouth shut, obviously. That Chiefs game was pretty rough for his, his back-to-back penalties. Um, but I think it does take a little bit more of a, you know, slower pace. And I think I think fans are kind of getting used to that too. But, you know, to be honest, just to, I was thinking as you were talking about it, it reminds me like an MMA, UFC. If you watch guys like Conor McGregor who can go out there and throw these one-punch knockouts and their highlight reel stuff, that's kind of compared to the, the Aaron Rodgers and the Mahomes style. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you know, throw it in the air and in one play have a 70-yard touchdown or whatnot. A guy like Daniel Cormier is what I think about when I think about the Titans' offensive attack. Like, he is going to make you wear his weight. He's going to break that's you down. That's a good comparison. And that's just that's, – that's what I think about when I think about the Titans' offense, that they are going to make you feel every blow, every punch. Mm-hmm. And like we said with the defensive backs that we try and – they're making business decisions, you know, and you've they're got to, making business decisions. You got to consider tapping at some point. And I think a lot of times, you know, the last six weeks we've seen some teams tap out, um, even though that some of them have been nail biters towards the end. I mean, there's a there's a one hundred percent sure outcome where that defense is feeling the 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 wear and tear of of taking on Derrick Henry. But yep, uh, yeah, man, it'll be. I'm hoping and I'm confident. I'm actually, I'm like reluctant to say it. Like I believe in this team. I believe in the coaches. I think the team's kind of taken on the embodiment personality of of Mike Rabel. Um, Same here. You just you just keep keep going, keep the hammer down, and 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 hope for the best. But uh, but yeah, man, let's wrap this puppy up. And uh, man. For all those Titans fans out there, make sure and check us out on Twitter. You can find us at yep, Chat yep. 10 Sports. Uh, our handle there, my handle is T-R-E-S-W-I-N-N. It's pronounced Trey Win. I know it's different, but uh, but bear, bear, bear with me. <laughs> but yeah, Chase, where can the books find you on the Twitter? Man, they can find me at MCGreen423 on Twitter and Chaser3050 on the Instagram pretty active on both but uh yeah trying to pick it up man so yeah buddy great week go titans man it's it's exciting to beat indy like that's one of those that's that's for the boy this week man absolutely and that was one thing i thought about just the last little thing was watching that colts you know the colts fans leaving i was just thinking man i wish neely could be here to see that so rest in peace to neely i know a lot of fans were uh, you know, in attendance, you know, giving some some shots for the boy, but uh, definitely missing him as as the as the Titans, as the boys are are, are rolling and uh, hopefully rolling to the playoffs with him in their in their memories. But, uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for checking us out and uh, check us back next week. Uh, every new episodes every every Monday we record and release that night and probably into Tuesday. But thanks so much uh, for listening and go Titans, go Titans, tighten up, baby. <laughs>